0: All right, let's go to the hotline and say hello to a Hall of Famer. Tim Brown joins Crockett and Stout on Orange and Blue 760. Tim, thanks for joining us. How are you?
2: I'm good, man. How are you guys? Good. TB, Ray Crockett here, man. Welcome to the crib. Thanks for coming on.
1: No problem, brother. Anytime. I, I apologize for earlier, man. You know how things go, though oh man come on look
2: you're a hall of famer baby I know you're a wanted man this week (laughs) so let's get right to it Tim and talk a little bit about because of course you you were in it your whole career from start to finish I got into it a little late in the game after five years in talk a little bit about this rivalry and and what it means from an Oakland standpoint
1: oh man you know when I first got in the league man it was it was really all about the Broncos, you know, Um, Kansas city at that time was, was okay, but it was, it was all about trying to beat the Broncos, you know, Uh, uh, I think everybody looked at them as being, you know, the rivalry of that division at the time, at that time we were, we still had Seattle, you know, in in the division too, but, uh, uh, but yeah, it, it was all about the Broncos, man. And, you know, I think everything sort of took a really bad turn, in the early 90s or mid-90s when, you know, we had the snowball the snowball deal there when, you know, they were throwing snowballs at us uh, that one Monday night football game. So, so it really turned into a hatred thing after that, uh, you know. But, it, it, you know, it was a fun football game to play, no doubt about it, because you knew it was going to be very intense from start to finish.
0: Tim, your first head coach was Mike Shanahan. So how, how, how did that yeah. play into it, too?
1: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Mike was only with the Raiders for, you know, a year and four games, I think it was, before he was fired. But, um, uh, you know, I think most of the players had, you know, great uh, fondness for Mike because uh, we thought he was really trying to do something great with the offense and uh, and, and with the team. Um, so I, I don't think uh, the players ever looked at Mike, you know, like, oh, you know, I hate this guy or whatever, you know. Uh, I think uh, you know now. Al Davis, on the other hand, was <laughs> totally different. <Yeah. laughs> but uh, so I don't think there was any real animosity, towards uh, Mike, I know not from my point of view, or for, uh, from the guys who I talk to a lot about about the game. You know, no one ever brought up. You know, hey, we hated Mike so much we wanted to win. You know.
2: So Tim, talk a little bit about this as well because you you just mentioned animosity from Al Davis' standpoint. And and that didn't only just go for the guys outside of the organization because yourself, Marcus Allen, there were some guys inside the organization that had animosity toward Al Davis as well. Talk about a little bit about that relationship from an inside the organization you know, standpoint.
1: Well, I, I can tell you, man, you know, um, looking back on it, I probably have a different view on it now, but, during uh, my 16 years with the Raiders, it was it was tough to take because you you couldn't understand why you know you were doing everything you could possibly do to help this organization, but never felt as if you were you were given given the credit uh, for doing so. And you know, Howie Long had had a similar issue. Uh, you know, my good friend Marcus Allen had had a, a similar issue,
2: and it, it
1: it was just really really tough to take. Now you know, again, like I said, looking back on it now. I may have a little different view on it because uh, I realize now that the way that I was being treated kept me pushing harder and harder every year to get that pat on the back, to get that, you know, that a boy from Al Davids. And I don't know if I would have kept pushing that hard if, I would have gotten that pat on the back, you know. So when you're standing up at the podium, you know, uh, giving your Hall of Fame speech, you have a, a way of looking at life a little differently, man. And you know, so for that, you know, I've been able to discuss with Mark Davis, you know, over the last few years, you know, how grateful I am for my time there because. Uh, you never know, man. You know, it's like now talking about the money. Everybody say, like, oh, man, I, I'll, pay, I'll make $200 million. No, you won't, because the time you make that 50000000 million, you'll be getting out the league. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, so to me, I think it's sort of the same thing. You know, I think because of, of the treatment I got, it wasn't like he talked bad about me or anything of that nature. I just never got that, you know, pat on the back, let's go out to dinner together type relationship that you see with uh, most top players and, and owners. So I think from that standpoint, it it was tough to take them, but you know, again, when you're putting on that gold jacket, you just have a way of looking at things a little differently.
2: So do you think Tim that Al Davis had any clue or, or the way you're looking at it now from a mature and grown standpoint, do you think that had anything on his mindset? Do you think he even thought that way or it just happened that way? It just ended up that way.
1: No, I think he knew exactly what he was doing because he, had, he did the same thing with Fred Bolidencourt back in the day, Hendricks, you know, uh, uh, Howard Long, Marcus, you know. And what does it come to, number, come to number between all those guys? They're all Hall of Famers. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any doubt he knew exactly what he was doing, and he was really willing to sacrifice the relationship to have us play great football, you know. So uh, the one thing I did know about O. Davis was that he knew football. Uh, my rookie year, man, I had a chance to, uh, I set up in the suite with him. There was a company that brought me down to to Miami for the Super Bowl, and my ticket happened to be in the Raider suite. And he was shocked to see me in there also. But and sitting there watching a game with him, he was asking me, play, Tim, what do you think they're going to do here? He called me Tim uh, uh what do you think they're going to do here, Timmer? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I would say, oh, I throw the plant to Jerry Wright. Oh, no, everybody thinks that. Uh, they're gonna they're to throw the back uh, to Rapp and then a the flat, and they and boom that last drive that 49ers had to win the game. He literally called every play. Wow, you know, wow. so I knew that this man knew the game. He wasn't just a guy who you know got rich and got money and bought a team. He knew what he knew what football was all about. So from that standpoint, when things like that, so I had that background also my whole career, knowing that this man knows exactly what football is all about. So from that standpoint, you knew that, uh, yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing.
0: Tim, I know we only have a few more minutes with you. Let's fast forward to now. Impression of John Gruden coming back. The team's going to move to Vegas, and what you saw from the Monday night game from the Raiders.
1: Uh, well, look, I think Gruden. You know, when he came came to us in '98, you know, it took a couple of years before it all sunk in. Simply because, you know, we were in games late in the fourth quarter and. It, 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 Two years prior to him coming, that hadn't happened. You know, we had gotten blown out. You know, we were four and twelve, in the year before he came in. Uh, so, you know, it, we weren't used to winning football games. And I think it's going to be the same for this group. And they played really good football for almost three, four quarters. And all of a sudden, the bottom just fell out. So it really reminded us, reminded me of us. You know, in 98, you know, you get so close, you're playing so good, and all of a sudden one little mistake turns into 21 points for another team, and, and the game is over. So, uh, but I think once these guys learn to, uh, to, to be in these games and what it, what it takes to win this, these kind of football games, I think they're going to be a very, very good football team. So, uh, the biggest man, you know, I just don't see how that this can be anything but, um, but a a home run for the Raiders, you know. I think, yes, it's uh, it's sad for the Oakland fans, and unfortunately they're used to this, but I think at the same time, uh everybody realizes that at this particular point, what's going on in Vegas is going to be so great for this organization that it really should, you know, lead, lead to some great football being played. And I think that's what everybody is uh, everybody's looking forward to. So, um, you know, I, I think Monday night was a was a good uh, start for the Raiders. And obviously, I think Perry Carr would like to have, you know, three or four or five passes back. And uh, and that game is probably different. But, again, you know, like I said a second ago, it's all about being in these situations and learning as a player what you can and can't do uh, and what you have to do to, to win these games.
2: So last one, Tim. You know, this is a big rivalry week, Bronco Raiders. What do you expect to see from this from both sides of the field? We both got fairly new teams, fairly young teams. What do you expect to see? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, I, I think you're going to see a Derek Carr man that's going to be very, very conservative. You know, after after things happened the way they they did last week, I think this guy is going to really put the brakes on trying to make plays, and that could be a mistake, and that could be a mistake that ends up ends up hurting the Raiders. You know, he, he's gotta, he's got he's got to fling the ball. He's got to get it out there and let these guys go get it. And uh, he just has to make the right decision and put the ball in the proper place for these guys to uh, to make plays. So, um, but if he if he can let this thing go and not be conservative, I think the Raiders obviously have a chance because they they are a very good football team. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Now, on the other hand, you know, when it comes to defense. You know, trying to broaden Von Miller and those, uh, and those boys coming around those corners it's going to be a very difficult thing. And, you know, with a young, uh, rookie, left tackle, I'm sure he's going to be tested like nobody's you know especially being in that stadium last week everybody was quiet when they were saying hut hut but this week they're not going to be so quiet uh when he gets in that stance and that's going to be tough on him especially with these boys coming around the corner so uh, i'm hoping my raiders can be in there at the end of the game man and uh um, have a chance to win and i think if you can do that it's a it's a successful uh game whether you win it or not
0: hey tim thanks for the insight of course i'm a hall of famer we appreciate it
1: hey thanks guys appreciate the time Thanks, Tim. See
2: you in D Town, baby.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: All right, there you go. Tim Brown, the Hall of Famer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.